Welcome to the American Grown Podcast, hosted by Austin Sullivan. The American Grown Podcast will focus on people from different walks of life and their journey to where they are now. Now, turn up your volume and settle in for a great episode. Hi, I'm Austin Sullivan. This is the American Grown Podcast, recorded inside the ColorTech Creative Solutions Studios. Today, we have Sammy Diaz. He is a published photographer and videographer. Sammy, welcome to episode 25 of the American Grown Podcast. Happy to be here, man. Thank you for getting up this morning. I appreciate it. I think you're like one of the earliest guests to come on the show, like in terms of time of day. Man, I'm feeling every second of that this morning. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie to you. So I greatly appreciate it. And it was actually Sadie Eisenhower who was on in episode three, uh, the killer queen of cakes. She's the one that recommended we get in touch. Super dope. First off, shout out to Sadie. Um, everything she's accomplished thus far in her career. Super dope person. I've known Sadie and that entire family for quite a while. They were a huge part of my upbringing. Because I, um, so my family during that time didn't really come out and support me in sports and stuff like that. So it was a lot of other families in the community that really supported me. So that was a big, uh, that was a big time in my life where like the Eisenhowers and the Thomases and people like that really came out and supported me. So that was, that was pretty dope with them. So I've known them for quite a while. No, it's awesome. And uh, in that episode, episode three, she had mentioned that you were there or you were part of coming up with the name Killer Queen of Cakes. Do you recall that at all? 100%. So what's, what's your take on the story? So me and Sadie, so one thing about me is if I believe in what you're doing, I like to just breathe life into it. Yeah. I support it 1,000%. I, anytime you doubt yourself, I, I just knock that doubt out the window. It's like, no, like we're about to do this. If, you, if you're serious, we're going to do it. So with her, we found a common ground where we both loved Freddie Mercury the band Queen, yeah, everything about their music. If you like, if you don't like Queen, like, do you really? What like are you music? doing? Do you really like music? Right. So, if if you recall, like they had that one song, uh, Killer Queen. Everybody knows that song. Yeah. So I'm like, I heard it the one day, and I'm like, Killer Queen and Cakes. Like, it just it just works. Right. And I sent her the idea. I drew up a design on like on my software and sent her the idea, and she was like, This is the most incredible thing I've ever seen. So. So just ran with it. No, it's perfect. I mean, it's it's a great fit, and especially for Sadie, such I'm going to be honest, such a badass. Like for real, between badass. the dirt bikes, motorcycles, and making some awesome cakes and cupcakes, like they are delicious. So tell us about your journey from Lebanon County to becoming Sammy from Miami. <laughs> yeah, so um, I was actually born in Hershey, raised in Lebanon. I am one of six children. Shout out my parents. They were getting busy back in the day. Yeah, went to Lebanon High. Uh, you know, played basketball since the age of... First time I picked up basketball was age three. Played all the way up until I graduated college. Ran track as well. So during middle school in Lebanon, there was a program called the LVC Partnership Program. Okay. Which was Lebanon Valley College. They would take students who were how do I put this sort of on the right path and they wanted to throw a little bit extra support to them okay so they would have them go to Lebanon Valley where they would meet you know college students and 
and these students would take them through campus, teach them about adulthood and things like that. And it got to a point where they ended up giving out scholarships. Okay. And that was the reason that I went to Lebanon Valley where I played basketball, ran track, really got into the art side of my life. Because when you go to college, it's like you go there, you go to the party. It's like, it, let's be real. You go, right. you go to college to party. Make friends. Exactly. You know, college throws all these classes at you and it, it really, really hit me. And I was like, like, this ain't for me. What really kept me going was the art side of everything. So I wouldn't work normal hours, like on projects, on, you know, reports, whatever it was, because I felt like I was getting too distracted during class time or during the day. So my work hours in college were from 10 p.m. to 4 a.m., which are weird hours, but it's like yeah. everyone's asleep or partying, so the studios are completely empty. Now my creativity comes out, so it sort of just jumped to that. It's my my, my life is just it's been a, it's been a lot of everything. So for for about ten years of my life, I was a, I was a chef. Okay, which a lot of people don't know or they might know that journey of my life is really what led me originally to Miami. Two friends of mine that I had in college. Um, were big on buying into businesses and they bought into a cafe on South Beach and they were looking for like a, a person to run it. So they reached out to me because they knew how invested I was into that field. And they you know, they flew me down. They showed me around. Tour. They sold it. They yeah. sold it. And I'm like, without hesitation, it's like Miami. Like, why would you not want right. to jump down you there? You can't like, lose. Yeah. You grow up in Lebanon and it's like, now you get a chance to literally walk to the beach in three seconds. Perfect. I'm like, hell yeah, like let's do it. Little did I know, these people didn't know anything about running a business. So I'm running this cafe and taking care of like these four employees. And then all of a sudden, it's like these people stop responding to me, and like money stops coming in. Whoa, it's and like it, you're on an island. Yeah. And then it gets to a point where like. I'm no, I'm no longer looking after me. Like I have to find a way to pay like these employees because they're not sending anything. Whoa. So I start paying employees out of pocket. Like it puts me in a really bad place, and I'm like, like I can't keep doing this. So, like I, I drop off this company, cut off communication with these people because you just don't do that to people, man. I ended up picking up a camera, not even a camera. I started, I first started shooting with a cell phone. What, do you remember what phone? I think it was like an iPhone 6. Oh, wow. So way back. Way back. Yeah. It's like 20, this is like 27, early 2017, like early 2018, something like that. Something like that, yeah, yeah. So down in Florida, one thing I did, like I read people very, very, very quickly, and you just don't burn any bridges at all. One thing I don't do, I don't burn any bridges. I keep good rapport with everyone. So I started shooting with a very famous um, personal trainer. Uh, shout out Tony Thomas in Florida. Trains, you know, athletes that play for the Heat, Dolphins, like across the board. Okay. Works for Puma, Celsius. He told me, he was like, dude, I'm about to host this workout. Can you, like, record me? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, for sure. No problem. Little did I know, there was, like, this French national television station recording what we were doing. I ended up getting interviewed. What? We ended up going getting on like their national t- like television channel. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? So then 
that's that's sort of what propelled like my journey with like the whole videography photography thing it didn't it didn't necessarily start when i grew up like there was a lot of other chapters in my life that pretty much led to that yeah. so that journey didn't start until like 2018 I always thought, I just assumed really that you had taken classes maybe in high school and then in, in college kind of dove into it more deeper. Back then you weren't even touching a camera really. You was even... was not touching a camera at all. I was merely focused on what was in front of me at that time, which was either, and again, I give all the credit to my father who literally did jack of all trades. He's held every single job possible, mastered every skill doesn't have more than a ninth grade education okay. smartest man i know i think he instilled that quality in me where i just sort of just pick something up and just master it until i want to try something else that was just just one of the things that you know yeah i, I, I did <laughs> kind of like a, a go-getter mentality it's Ex- like if, exactly and, and like you said if you seem like the kind of person if you're going to do something you're you're all in all in and you bring that energy i could feel it as soon as i met you this morning when you walked into the into color tech here i'm like Oh yeah, this guy got good energy. I like it. That's big. Other people can feel that and I think make or break your day really. It's crazy that you bring that up because everyone I come across, I tell them energy is everything. It's like the energy you put out into the world, it will come back to you. Oh yeah, I believe it. That's why I don't know if you follow me on, on Instagram or anything like that, but I, I breathe that, I preach that energy is that one thing that will keep you going. That's crazy. Yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> I, and I follow you on Instagram and I saw I was going through some of your old posts and everything for the podcast. I tried to do a little bit of research that I can on top of the the job and being a new father and everything. But I saw, I guess it would be maybe two or three years ago, but you were at something with Miami Dolphins. Um, you were doing some video stuff, maybe a cheerleader. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. And maybe it was a little <laughs> while ago now, I guess, but that caught my attention. I was like, whoa. One of my very, very good friends, also uh, she's a client of mine, uh, Andrea Ocampo, and she is... You want to talk about go getter? She is yeah. one of them. She's one of the ones that really just has done it all. I'm not sure how she does it. I think I don't sleep already, but <laughs> just viewing her life, she's done stuff with the Dolphins. With I'm not sure what hockey team is. Was it the Lightning? I don't really follow hockey like that. Yeah. Tam- Tam- what is it? Tampa Bay something. I think you're right. Something right. like that. She's done stuff with WWE. Like her. So she does stuff with a little the, bit of everything. Yeah, everything. Yeah. The Earth Channel. Like she's in. She's. I'm pretty sure she's in England right now doing something with the Earth Channel. Oh dang! So she spreads herself so thin. But if you've ever, if you've ever met her or meet her, her energy is yeah, it's th- up through the roof. Yeah, it's radiant. Like she's like she'll she'll make you smile like just by meeting yeah. her. It's like, and that's the kind of that's the kind of person you want to be. You want to just, you know, anybody that comes around you, you want them to feel a little bit better after meeting you. Like that's that's the goal, man. Yeah, that's really the goal. No, man, I'm loving it. I love the vibes today. Let's kind of take it back because yeah. you mentioned kind of the first time you picked up a, we'll call it a camera, but you know it was an iPhone. Do you remember like your your first camera, and when you're like, all right, let's go, I'm I'm gonna do this. And was it the video you wanted to do first, or was it the uh, the photography? Like, what what were you thinking? We could take it back as far as right before COVID happened. Let's do it. Okay. Boom. So. My business partner now, my mentor, one of my great friends, Jay Odell, runs Jay Odell Productions, which is a part of the company I'm part of, okay. um, one half of it. He reached out to me. This was at a time where the Redheaded League was just opening up. Yeah. I was a chef there, did all their graphics, and that's right before COVID hit. 
So he, he reached out to me and he said, dude, I've been running this business for three years. Like, I, I know you used to shoot for Tony, which was the personal trainer. Right. But I don't think he didn't, he knew to the extent that I actually didn't own a camera at the time. I don't think he knew that I was shooting off of a cell phone. But I think it was more so how I connected with people and how I moved that sort of made him reach out because he's the same way. My birthday's 12-11. His birthday's 12-12. Sagittarius, it's, Sagittarius, <laughs> it's like we're chameleons. Like we adapt yeah. to any environment we're in, but we've never, we don't change. We're the same people. He reached out to me and was like, yeah, I'm, I need help with this business. Like, like, how do you feel about it? I literally packed a bag next day and was gone. Wow. Was gone. Yeah. This is all in 2020. I, I left, I think I got there late June of 2020, which is right in the midst of oh, COVID. Right in it. Right in right it. Right in the heat of it. Something in my mind, and this is the universe, like something in my mind was like, just go. Yeah, what do you got like, to lose? What do you have to lose? Yeah. Why are you waiting? Keep living your life. And I feel like at a time, Florida never really shut down. Yeah. Florida don't shut down. They're it, amazing. It, they're still they, going. They don't care. Hurricane, <laughs> they're partying. Yeah. They don't care. Oh, There's always work. Tough, right? Yeah. <laughs> Compared to up here, it's like instant panic, shut down oh, everything. everything. <laughs> no money coming in. Yeah. Buy all the toilet paper. <laughs> Shelves are cleared out. It's yeah. like end of the world. Scenario. End of the world. Yeah. So I go down to Florida, and I just start watching him. We go to jobs together. Again, I don't have a camera. Yeah. I'm a visual person. Where were you staying at this time? Are you- so I moved. In, I instantly moved in. Oh, just you uprooted everything. Everything. Like you got an apartment or house down there, and you're everything. Like, so he's he's okay. To this day, he's currently still my roommate. We have a studio in in house. Everything. So. We go to these jobs. I'm I'm watching him before a shot is even taken. I'm watching how he moves, interacts with people. I'm learning. I'm a visual person. Yeah. So I'm like, he's pretty much just me. Yeah. But with a camera. So I'm like, all right. So then I start seeing him shoot. Kid you not, this guy is incredible. Best photographer, best videographer I've ever witnessed personally. Wow. But I've always been a visual person. I've always been an artist in the back of my head. In college, I did different type of art. I sculpted, painted. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Across the board. Like, I did all that. So watching him was just a different... It was a more elevated art form. And I'm like, like this is wild. Like, yeah. You could watch a movie, but if you, if you pick up a camera, mm-hmm. watch the movie again, you will see it differently. Yeah. Every little thing you're like, oh, they could have did that better. Like this <laughs> color could critiquing it. Yeah, this yeah. color could have been different. Yeah, he asked me to come down and without hesitation I picked up and went and that's when I sort of broke it down to him like I, I don't own a camera. What was his reaction? Because he's seen some of your work, I assume. I'm trying to think back then it was like I didn't have work. There wasn't anything really posted prior to twenty twenty that I oh, shot. Wow. If you like, if you really look back and like go back, there's there's nothing that I shot with a camera back then. Yeah, it's all off of an iPhone. So, I think when you're a videographer or a photographer, it's not what you're shooting with, but how you shoot it. Okay. And how you see things through a different lens. Oh, hundred percent, hundred. So I think he might have saw that and was like, he has something. Yeah. Let's run with it. That makes sense. I totally agree because uh, we do a lot of sports photography here. And one of the things I learned early on, like 
uh, I was wearing knee pads because for sports, if you can get low, even like laying on your belly out on the field for football, basketball, it makes the athletes look more heroic. They look taller. They look bigger, Mm -hmm. you know, more intimidating. So it's 100% like your mindset. And yeah, sure, anybody can pick up an iPhone, you know, not so much uh, Sony or Nikon or Canon, but, you know, anyone can pick up an iPhone and get a, a decent photo, but it's the person behind the lens that really makes it, you know, what it is. And I think me and Odell, we try and move different from everyone else. So yeah. our shots are different. We shoot more cinematic than anything. Okay. Because I feel like that tells more of a story than anything that's fast-paced. So you really don't know what you're looking at. People that have seen us in the field are like, you guys are you guys are legit. Like, like yeah. you guys move in unison. Like, it's like you guys know each other's moves. And it, it works because... Any shot that he doesn't get, mm-hmm. I get. Oh, and wow. it works because we shoot the same way. Yeah. So when you go, you know, in post and you want to edit the video, you don't miss a step. You don't miss a beat because we shoot the exact same way. So Yeah. It's like you're, you're, you're covering him in case he, he, not that he misses, but he gets a different angle. You get the, you know, the angle that you end up going Exactly. So just, just take into effect, like, let's say you're shooting a wedding. Right. You don't want to miss a beat. That's high pressure. You don't want to miss, you don't want to miss a beat. So you have to know how the person you're with is shooting, and you just got to mimic that. Yeah. And that way, everything's cohesive, and it's like smooth. the end product brings tears to everyone's eyes. That's it. That's right. it. That's, that's it. it. That's what yeah. the wedding video, that's what you want. Exactly. You want to cry by the end of it. <laughs> yeah. Good crying, though. Happy, <laughs> happy tears. Yeah. 100%. 100%. <laughs> yeah. So, no, it's definitely a dance move. So now, you brought in uh, a Sony... I don't know that I don't know Sony brands very well, but I know it's a high end camera. Tell tell me a little bit about that because you said this is your first yeah. camera. Yeah, and how how do you end up? How'd you get it? So I came into this game in 2020, no camera, no equipment, no nothing, and I ended up buying my first camera was the Sony A7 III. This is yeah, it's Sony A7 III. I shot it the first time, and then shout out to. Uh, Xavier Jordan, his yeah. dad Cedric, super dope human being, go getter. I surround myself with him. Oh yeah, you know, yeah, always surround yourself with more, with people more intelligent than you, and you will never stop learning. So he again is another jack of all trades. He he dives in every other business, masters it, and just goes with it. Cedric brought me down to his basement one time and just showed me extensive amount of equipment, and I'm like. Jesus, like this is incredible. Had me pick up an A7 III and I started shooting with it. I, I don't remember exactly what I was shooting, but it just, it just felt good in yeah. my hand. So it felt right. It felt right. And then I go down to Florida and what do I know? Uh, Odell shooting with the same camera. And I'm like, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, it's meant to be. Yeah. I'm like, dude. So I told him, like, and again, I go down to Florida with no camera and I'm like, dude, like, what camera should I get? He's like, I have the A7 III. And in the back of my mind, I'm like, I've shot with that before. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. I'm like, what's the price? I think it was like $2,500. I'm, like, I'm like, get the fuck out of here. I'm not paying that. Yeah. Yeah, it's not <laughs> so cheap. I'm, I'm I mean, fucking paying for that. For everybody like, out there. That that's you... just for the body. <laughs> right, yeah. That's not even for the lenses, right? The... It's just for the body. I'm <laughs> like, dude, I ain't rich, man. Like, fuck. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, it's not cheap for like the listeners out there. We'll have a picture of the body. But uh, yeah, that's just for like, without the lenses, you, you technically can't Literally, use it. just the body. Yeah. No battery. 
God, no memory, no nothing. Not even a battery. I, I don't think the battery came with it. I, probably, I could be wrong. You're probably right, Don't remember. Though. I don't think the battery came with it. Jeez. So how did... Uh, okay. Okay. Keep going. So I do that. I buy that. And then it, I, I'm trying to think. Go to Marketplace. And I'm like, all right, let me, at least let me just buy one cheap ass lens. Yeah. And just roll with it. Right, right. Do that. I think it was like the 24 to 70, which is like a basic ass shit lens. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> but it works. Uh, it works. Yeah. It works. It does the job. So I shoot with that for like a good, you know, six months to a year. And then I start incorporating my buddy's lenses that he has, which he has the 85 and oh, nice. 16 and 35 and everything like that. And I'm like, yeah, no, this is what I'm talking about. This is more like it. If you ever shot with an 85, like an 85 millimeter lens. I was going to say, that's like cream of the crop. Cream of the crop. Beautiful. Yeah. Cause I know detailed for, portrait. Yep, portrait. Exactly. That's where my mind went right away. <laughs> portrait. I'm like portrait photography. And I'm sure for video, it's it's similar. Like I said, I don't know much about the video aspect. Blurs out the background. Does it? Just, yeah. It's nice. It's clean. Okay. And uh, yeah, man, that's that's how, that's the first lens or first camera I bought. First lens I had. I have never been ungrateful in my life. So I work with what I have. Always have. Always will. Because I believe you just, you just got to stay positive. Your mindset has to just just stay positive. Yeah. Like, did you learn this on the fly though? Like the, the camera settings and everything. Yeah, everything. So wow. holy he, cow! I I learned it myself. Um, I think a few people tried to program it how they would use it. Yeah. But I'm not them. Right. So I just I left it raw. Wow. I just go. I just yeah. go. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> and. Um, with shooting video and photo, shooting it is one thing. Mm-hmm. Editing, completely different. Whole different world. I shot a 15-second video, put it in a program. It took me nine hours. No way. 15 seconds. Really? So it goes with how much space it's taking on your computer, what effects you're putting on it, audio, everything. Nine hours. Wow. For 15 seconds? <laughs> 15 seconds. What? Uh, so if you imagine yeah. a three-hour movie. Oh, my God. What that takes. I don't even want to think about it. <laughs> and it's just doing it, and then now you got to export it. Export is a whole different world. Yeah. Like, that might take a day. Like, you don't know. I never would have thought about that. I mean, I'm used to, like, Lightroom for editing photos, sports yeah. photography, and stuff like that. So I know how long that can take. Lightroom classic. Lightroom classic? Switch it out. Yeah. Classic's the way to go. I got to write it down. Yeah, Lightroom Classic. All right. Tell me about it. So Lightroom Classic, again, like, this is all the stuff that I've just learned off of, like, off of watching. I think it just has more, how do I put it, more... Features? Yeah, more features you can use, I believe. Yeah. And it's just, I don't know. I've used Lightroom Regular, and then I use Classic, and just something, something about it just made me just... It felt right. Yeah, it just okay. felt good. All right. Like, I can show it. you a few pictures that I've done off uh, Classic that literally shot before coming here. Oh, okay. Like, before I took my flight um, on, I think it was Thursday, I had a photo shoot at midnight. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> like, five hours before takeoff. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So, you don't stop. You really don't. I want to get into some more, uh, dive a little bit deeper. Yeah, for sure. Um, some of your mentors... Who helped mold you to who you are today? In terms of what? Just me? Just my life in general? Or yeah, yeah life in general. Like I mean, some people it's like uh, this basketball coach or this football coach. Others it's a certain teacher or 
you know, a life mentor out in the real world. Yeah, so off rip, God, yeah, hundred percent. I grew up in a very religious household. Shout out to my parents. Father's a pastor. Okay, I didn't Mother's know. Mother's in biblical school. They're both crushing it. They're just very powerful individuals. Look up to them. My best friends talk to them every day. But growing up, I'm not sure if you're familiar with Biddy Basketball, like yeah. that Biddy Basketball program. Oh, yeah, yeah. At that time, the community was so deeply involved that you had 12 different families. So I picked up a basketball at three. Didn't okay. start playing until the age of nine. was when I joined Biddy. Instantly was crushing it. Two of my older siblings played basketball. Watched them, studied them. I'm, again, I'm very visual. Yeah. I watch you. I study you. I learn. That's it. Jumped into it. Then, you know, you go into Biddy, you have the Coons. Yep. You, have, you have all these all these dope individuals. Yeah. The Bartles. The, and there, it's, it's a community. It's like they welcome you. So I was at a time where a lot of my family never showed up to any of the games or anything that I did as an athlete because they were so busy. Okay. Never took offense to it. Like, I know what you do. It's yeah. It's cool. I'm good. So in terms of mentors, I think all my coaches growing up, which were, you know, the Coons, the Bartles, like they, the Spiros. Oh, yeah. Like, it, it, the list is very extensive because they all – instilled something in me that I that I just kept. They pushed me to be better. You know, whether it's coaching, whether whatever it is, they 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 had me travel at a time where my parents were like, My child's not going nowhere. Like, I don't know you. They weren't right. around. So yeah. they had to come and convince my parents like, your son has something. Let let us take him. Right. You know, show his skills to you know the world pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Okay. Biddy was a huge part, man, and yeah, these coaches have coached high school and and all this stuff, and they they really were were a big part of my life. They impacted a lot of one hundred percent, a lot of I youth. And I don't think it was anything. I I think they impact they impacted my life, and I think that just you know trickled down to everything else I did. You know how how they supported me was in a way that. Pretty much, they they raised me pretty much how to be yeah. how to be a man, how to be a positive person. Because when you're surrounded by a community that literally supports you and believes in you, it's like you're getting all this positive energy coming your yeah. way through everything. You you lose a game, fucking pizza party. They still got your it's back. Like, yeah, yeah. It's like keep your fucking head up. Right. Like, keep your chin up. You're yeah, right. Keep exactly. your head up. Like, you're good. Yeah. Sometimes that's that's the biggest thing is uh, just having people there to to show up for you. You know, especially. At that age, like in high school level, basketball, football, all that stuff, you know, just having like your parents there, your friends cheering you on, that's that's huge, especially at that age. I think it's really huge. You know, shout out to all. I had uh, Adam Kuhn, his episodes coming out um, shortly or will be out. Um, Spearalls love to get them on, Um, and also Cedric and and X. If uh, you guys are listening, I got uh, two mics now, so be more than happy to have you both on. That would be an interesting, that would be interesting conversation. Uh, father-son duo there so i wanted to also talk about you had some work published i think in a printed magazine which i've never had that so i want to get your take what was that experience like yeah so i wish i could have brought that um so it was sheen magazine um so again my partner odell james uh, johnson he bet one of the best photographers i know 
he works with them extensively, but it was at a time where he had a job that came about and he told me, he said, dude, I want you to take this. Like, I think you're ready for it. I'm like, I'm like, shit. Yeah. <laughs> Again, I wasn't doing photo at this time. Okay. It was strictly videography, but I know how to take a picture. Right. But again, yeah. it's not just taking it. It's for a fucking magazine. You need lighting. You need everything needs to be pristine, yeah. perfect. And yeah, I'm yeah. like, I'm up for the challenge, man. No problem. He asked me to take the job, and he's not there for it. So he he's traveling. Whoa. I'm like, shit. I'm like, all right, this is real. Yeah. So they come in, you know, hairstylist, you know, makeup artist, all this stuff. And at the time, I'm like, didn't really know these people, but looking at it, hairstylist does stuff for a-list celebrities and i'm like okay this dude's fucking in my apartment in my in our studio yeah. and i'm like jesus christ like this dude is look like this dude's one of them people yeah i'm like shit they have their concept i take the photos in my eyes i'm like this could be going a little bit better it wasn't going bad okay but it's like for what it was i'm like this shit should be why did you think that why because I never did it. <laughs> okay, right. Because I never did it. So That makes sense. And it was like what I was shooting, I'm like, and I get it, it was for a magazine, but it's like, it wasn't it wasn't an idea I created myself. So I'm just shooting for someone else's mind. You know what I mean? I like, got you, right, right. And I'm like, like, it's cool, but it's like, I wouldn't do that. But it's for you guys. So I'm just, I'm just snapping. Just snapping, yep. But at the end of it, I'm showing them the pictures and their, their faces are lighting up. They're like, this is, every, this, is everything, this is everything we wanted. Yeah. I'm uh, like, let's go. Right. I, I finally, I'm holding my breath the whole time, and it's just like I exhaled. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, all right, we're good then. Big sigh of relief. Yeah. So I waited on that, and when when it got printed, I'm like, like I did that. Like, yeah. that's, that's awesome. Just, just, just everything that I went through in life prior to that, just like, it was like a movie. It's like, re, like a rewind. Yeah. And I'm like, Dude, everything you went through, everything you've been through, everything you go through, got you right yeah, here. It was meant. You're fucking looking at a photo you took, yeah, printed in one of the magazines that are in every Walmart, every Target. I'm like, that's awesome. I'm like, fuck yeah. yeah. Like, it's like everything happens for a reason, and and everything led you to that that moment. Everything. Oh, and and I, and that's how that's how I feel about life in general. I feel like, I feel like everything everything is written. Like you, you go through everything for a reason, you know. We really don't have a say in what, how our life transpires. It's like you roll with the punches, and how everything unfolds, it will unfold, and you just deal with it. Oh yeah, I, 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 just... I believe it. I believe that. I think, like you said earlier too, if you put it out there and breathe life life into it, you know. And you know, I'm a big Conor McGregor fan for for UFC, and what I like about him is he. If you really look at his story, I mean, of course, now he's arrogant. He's very cocky. <laughs> let's be honest, you know, money chasing. <laughs> he's, yeah, yeah. But uh, he started out with with really nothing and worked his way up and put it out there because there's videos of him younger saying like, "I will be the champ of the UFC" and all this and that. And you know, I'm sure back then that was like crazy talk because he was a nobody, you know, yeah. just some bum fighter. And and not, you know, now look at him. You know, yeah, everyone that's, knows that's him. a manifestation. I'm sure he did the yes. same thing. Like, I want to do this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. The more you tell yourself that, the more it's going to happen. Yeah. And that's what I try and do for everybody that I come across. It's like, you might work with me as a videographer for the first time and might be nervous as hell, but it's like, dude, you're good. We're going to get through this. It doesn't matter how long it takes. 
you might there a camera might be in front of you, but you're not talking to a camera. You're talking to me. First time I'm meeting you, we're having a conversation. It just happens to be recording. That's it. You break that barrier, people just come alive. That's huge. And I think that's the beauty of that's just the beauty of it in itself. It's having people that are so vulnerable and have a, such a wall built up that you as an individual have, you know, the power to just break that down and just have them be themselves. It's like you don't have to hide behind anything. Right. No one's perfect. Just be you. Exactly. Show the show the just show the world you. It's so true. Yeah, you know. <laughs> excuse me. Because uh especially you mentioned the podcast here, American Grown Podcast. I was like, you know, what are people gonna think? And when I first started out you know, my wife was a big help, and of course, my father, you know, helped with the um, large American flag and just getting everything set up. And I'm like, but who really cares what people think, R- really? Because at the end of the day, it's your close circle, it's your family, you know, your real close friends that really matter, you know, their opinions. And, you know, of course, everyone wants to be liked or like loved or whatever, but it's, uh, you know, at the end of the day, if you like, if you like what you're doing and you're putting out what you think is good quality, work then i don't think you're doing anything wrong and eventually it'll catch on that's what i think i mean just keep and again I, like i said this before it's like <clears throat> i always hang around people that are more intelligent than me that's so, huge yeah me too I'm, I'm with you and another 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 thing is like yeah always be around people who also carry a brick for you to help you build oh i like that yeah always be around people doesn't matter if it's physically mentally emotionally you need bricks to build yeah, it's that support system. Exactly. I like that. I do. And and like you said, surrounding yourself with, with smarter people but and also people that uh, are good at different things. You know what I mean? Because you, you might be a great salesperson or a great photographer, videographer, but maybe, you know, you don't know the books that well or, you know, you're, maybe you're not good at selling it. Exactly. Yeah. So I want to also ask you, because I looked on your, your social media, you covered a couple times, at least two, maybe three times. The New York Latin Film Festival. Yeah, HBO. Yeah, what was um, that like? Yeah, so that was that was another one. Jeez. The first time we um, were shooting for Juan Luis Guerra, which is a very famous, I want to say he's the, a Dominican musician. They call him like the godfather of salsa or something like oh, that. Oh, wow. I have to really remember what it was. But we got hired through a third party to do the photography for this event. Again, we go in. We don't know anyone. Like, we go before the event happens. We look at the venue. Um, it's at 11-11 in Miami in South Beach, which a lot of music videos and stuff are shot at. So we do that. Next day, we come in. And again, me and my roommate, me and my business partner, we just move a different way. Yeah. And I think they saw that immediately. We're everywhere all at once. <laughs> yeah. Like, I had about six, seven people tell me, like, how are you how are you here every single time for this picture? It's my job. <laughs> right. Like, I'm just moving. I'm sweating. But they'll never see it. I'm just sweating. I'm just moving. I was going to say, so, from the pictures, y'all look real sharp. You yeah. Real sharp. Yeah, you that look was, good. That was before the night started. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, we, we got hired through a third party for that. And we ended up just crushing it. And then we got hired, like, for the next one by hbo directly Whoa. it wasn't a third party anymore they got our number they contacted us directly and then we we were like we're about to do this again so the first time was in miami the second time was in the bronx fucking love new york man yeah and when we got to the bronx it was i think that hit a little bit more for me because it was at a time where i haven't seen my family in new york for 
over 10 years. Wow. So when I got there, something in my mind was like, reach out to your cousins, tell them you're in town, get them out here. Took one call. They all came. And I'm like, amazing. So I got them free entry into this event. It's for HBO. Like, this is huge. Huge. Yeah. I mean, this is Game of Thrones, HBO. This is the HBO. So they had, you know, I brought them in the last day where they had, like, this this block party where they had, you know, musicians come in to perform and all this stuff. And just seeing family there just, it, it did something different for me. You know, I seen them having fun. Their faces lit up. They all have kids. It's like they all got away from their kids for a night and were just among positive energy. That was it, man. Wow. I loved every second of that. What an awesome experience. Is that something that, you know, you think you'll get to continue or? I hope so. Again, you can you can hope for it, but I, I don't I don't wait on it. I just let it just come naturally. I just keep doing what I'm doing and just let life happen. Yeah. No, that's how we do it. And I always ask people, you know, how did COVID affect your life and business? And I know we had talked earlier about how you picked everything up, moved to Miami. I mean, I guess technically that COVID time, without it, you might not have become who you are now. That's that's a great way to put that. In terms of our business, it hasn't slowed down. I guess you could look at it in the light where when COVID happened, content became king. Nobody was outside anymore. Everything was video. Everything was Instagram. TikTok was born. Facebook blew up. Whatever it was, Mm -hmm. Twitter, whatever. You know, our line of business propelled because somebody needed a camera in their face for whatever it was. So, again, I don't think it slowed down. If anything, it picked up. When the world slowed down, our business picked up. That makes sense. I mean, yeah. pe- people need that for social media. Because I remember you being here at Redheaded League. And I'm like, oh, Sammy's back there. That's <laughs> awesome. And all of a sudden, you were like gone. I'm like, man, I really wanted to meet this guy more and talk to him. <laughs> because I'd just known a little bit about you. You live in Miami. But how often do you come back and forth? Like once every couple of months. Um, again, I'm very, I'm very big on family. You know, I try and keep close ties with all my close friends. I feel like during COVID, everybody had a baby. Yeah. So yeah. it was like the next trip I took up here. I'm like, dang, I got to visit like four babies. Right. Like four babies need to feel, see this face. <laughs> yeah. Know me. Get this energy. Yeah. Yes. Every, everything. Yeah. So, yeah, man. My bad. Can you repeat the question? I was just wondering, uh, like, how often do you yeah. get up to visit family? Just wondering how often. You yeah. So just, just, yeah, just every couple of months. Yeah. I just try and, yeah, just try and keep close rapport. I always try to stay up to date with what people are doing because, again, you never know who needs you. You know, that one that one text message, that one phone call, you know, to whoever you're close with could be the difference with oh, whatever yeah. they're going through. So I just try and just keep, you know, close contact with everybody. What are you really passionate about? Just life, man. I think people just move too fast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're just they're, they're just trying to get to the destination and they just don't appreciate the journey and the process. I think with me, I take a lot of pride in the journey Uh, the journey for me is everything it's what makes you it's what breaks you it's what builds you and it's where you learn the most so for me i'm just passionate about life i'm passionate about breathing positivity into people 
just being a just a light, just a light in people's life. Like after you meet me, my goal is for you to be better off. You might come to me bad attitude, but you will leave smiling. Guaranteed that. I just try and be that person for everybody that comes across me because you never know. All it takes is that one conversation and it'll change the whole trajectory of your life. Like you said earlier, you don't know what demons, you know, other people are fighting. Uh, so that call or that text could make a huge difference, you know, especially if you haven't seen someone in a long time. And then to be able to bring the energy, the positive vibes that you do and, you know, collab with others to both win, really, to both excel. Like, like I look at it here at ColorTech, we do commercial printing. And with clients, like if our client's doing well, then chances are that means, you know, ColorTech's doing well. So I always want, you know, the clients to be doing their best and anything we can do to help them. You know, I, I just think that's that's how it should be, you know, in the world. Yeah, one of those quotes that really stuck out to me was like, you treat the janitor the same way you treat the CEO. Yes. Because you, nev- you never yes. know who you're going to come across. They, they might be dressed down, but they could be a billionaire. You don't know. Exactly, exactly. And that one, again, energy is everything. So off of just meeting... Your energy is going to radiate off of you, whether it's negative, whether it's positive, and people will feel it. So anytime you're around me, positivity will just be glowing. And it's like, you're, you're going to feel good. I could be making a fool of myself, but if you're smiling from across the room, I did my job. Like you could be having the worst time, but you look this way and you see me, you're like, all right, this guy's having a good time. Like, what am I so mad about? Right. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. My grandfather is 84 years old, and he always said the same thing. You know, whether it's the person holding the front door, the janitor, treat them as if they own the, own the company or they're the CEO because you never know. You know, that uh, receptionist, you know, that could be the wife of the owner. You know, so it's always be respectful, you know, and treat people as you'd want to be treated. Exactly. So I agree 100%. Now, how can our listeners connect with you and follow along on your journey? Yeah, so straight through Instagram pretty much. I mean, or you can just find me on Facebook, but Instagram is uh underscore always forward. Again, another another saying I live by. It's like move one step at a time, but always forward. Okay. Never take a step back. I was wondering, I was gonna ask you, I was like, what is always forward? Yeah, move okay. one step at a time, but always forward. Only only fools trip over stuff that's behind them. Ooh. So just keep trucking along. Keep moving. You know. One step at a time. Exactly. Yeah. Roll with the punches and just just do it like that. But again, I'm I'm only on Instagram and Facebook, so Facebook is just Samuel Diaz. I'm sure you'll find me. Just <laughs> yeah. If anybody wanted to hire you, is that yeah? An option? Yeah, of course. You could go on www.jodellproduction.com. That's J O D E L L Production. We do the best work. There you go. I like it. <laughs> we yeah, do that's the perfect. best work. So before we close out, is there anything else you'd like the listeners to know about yourself? Not necessarily by myself, but just no no dream is too big. Just keep rolling with it. It might be tough now, but everything's meant to happen for a reason. I think if you just continue to just push past it and just keep breathing positivity into your life, you can you can reach any goal you want. Get after it. Sammy Diaz on the American Grown Podcast in the ColorTech Creative Solution Studios. Thank you for joining me happy to be here thank you so much awesome man thank you so much sammy appreciate you making the trip of course to see photos of today's guests and more content just search american grown podcast on facebook and instagram if you enjoyed this episode please subscribe 
and leave a review. If you'd like to be a featured guest on the podcast, please direct message or email Austin at americangrownpod at gmail.com.